0: I want to take you to today, we're going another step in mind shift. And today, if I had to title it, which I will, A Willing Mind. Everybody say, A Willing Mind. I want to start with 1 Chronicles 28, verse 9 in the King James Version. Solomon is getting some instruction on building the temple, doing something for God. In 1 Chronicles 28, verse 9 And thou Solomon, my son. Who's talking to Solomon? David. Thou Solomon, my son, you know the God of thy father. You know the God of your father. Remember, David was a giant slayer. He was a mighty warrior. He could not build the temple because God called him a a bloody man of war. He said, you know the God of your father and serve him with a perfect heart. And with a... Willing mind. You cannot go further in Christ or do the work of God without a willing mind. For the Lord searches all hearts. He's looking for that willing mind. And understands all the imaginations. Where are, where are imaginations in the mind? All the imaginations of the thoughts. <clears throat> if you seek him, he will be found of thee. But if you forsake him, he will cast you off forever. Not that he wants to, you literally cast yourself off because you have forsaken him. Now that willing mind is powerful. Because if you have two people in a relationship and they decide to separate, there's no way to mend that separation unless they both have a... If one has a willing mind and the other one doesn't, you can go ahead and check it off. Back when I used to counsel, which I don't anymore because I don't see the value in it, because people are going to do exactly what they want to do anyway. And I'd sit with them and I'd, I'd talk and I'd see that one, one person would be willing. The other person was unwilling. I could tell by their, their, their posture and the things they were saying. And so they, they, had, they weren't willing to work. And I, I, it was just like, well, it's, it's over with. We might as well shut the book on this. Because unless there's a willing mind, there will be no willing heart. And if there's no willing heart, you might as well separate. So in anything we do in life, even if it's in your work, if your mind is not willing, you're not going to do a good job. If you're doing it out of just sheer obligation, you'll do an imperfect job in my estimation. If you're doing it with a willing heart and a willing mind, you will do it to perfection. Or at least to your perfection, whatever you can do, where your level, whatever wherever your level lies. So understand When God's talking about a willing mind, how important that is to the Father. He wants to know that you are willing and obedient. Because the Bible says if you be willing and obedient, you'll eat the good of the land. He's not looking for great sacrifice. He's looking for a willing mind and a willing heart. Jesus in Matthew 22, in the King James Version. Matthew 22, verse 36-38. Now remember we're talking about mind shift. Until you shift your mind you will never shift your destiny. Let me say that again. Until you shift your mind, you will never shift your destiny. Because if you're still thinking the same old way, you're going to go the same old way. If you go to the same old places, you're going to do the same old things. And people say, well, no, I can, I can be involved and, and not do those things. Really? Because what happens is they start wearing you down. Randy, you've been there. We've all been there. We've done things we shouldn't have done. We wouldn't have done it on our own. But you had a group and have uh, an ability to change your willing mind, Felix. So you have a willing mind. We have to have that in order to go forward for the Lord Jesus Christ. A willing mind. What makes a great nation? They need to have a willing mind. Amen? But look how important it is in Matthew 22, verse 36 they talking to Jesus. He said, Master, which is the great commandment of the law? Now watch what he says. What is the great commandment? I want to know, Master. Jesus said unto him. Now this is the word made flesh. Jesus said unto him, You shall love thy Lord thy God with all thy heart, with all your soul, and with all your mind. Your mind is important. You have to have a willing mind in order to love him. And a willing heart. You have to have a willing mind even to give your heart totally to him. He said this is the first and great commandment. That we have to be willing. You will never receive until your mind wills it to be so. What is it you want in life? You say I want a business. Well the business will just grow on a tree. You have to have a willing heart and a willing mind. And you have to see it within yourself before it can be created. What is it that you need? What is it you're wanting to will? Jesus said in Mark 9, 23. Jesus said to him, if you can believe. Mark 9, 23. If you can believe, some things are possible. All things are possible to him that believes. What, what is the criteria? You have to have a willing mind. If you don't have a willing mind, there's no way you can believe. A willing mind that is open and sensitive to the Holy Spirit, then all things are possible. Why? Because it has been established in your mind. Once you establish it in your mind, Steve, nobody can take it away from you. That's why when somebody comes to me with some other theology or some other thought process, I'm very careful because I don't want it to mess up or, or interfere with my established thought. Because once you start to mess, Cheryl, with that established thought, it can mess with your life. Did, did I make sense in that? Very important to guard your mind, Debbie. You have to guard your mind. Because if you do not guard your mind, your heart will never be guarded. I, I was telling, telling Austin and I told my wife today. Once you defeat the enemy of your soul... In one area, and we can call it even a negative thought, negative process going on in your life. Now, watch this. Once you defeat him in one area, be very careful. It's going to come back up in another area. You're not exempt from what he's trying to do to you. You say, well, I don't believe in the devil. Well, good, because he believes in you. As much as I hate it, he knows how to mess with your He'll catch you in the middle of the night. How many have been awakened in the middle of the night and you get negative thoughts? Two, three o'clock in the morning, negative thoughts start blistering you. And you're thinking, oh my God, oh my God, where'd that come from? You're laying there in almost cold sweats because you start thinking things you shouldn't think and seeing things you don't need to see. And you're wondering, what, my God, where's this going? It's going exactly where the enemy wants it to go until you stop it. Say, I'll have no part of it. Am I making sense to you yet? So you have to be sensitive to the Holy Spirit to hear what God is saying and take you beyond the negative thoughts. And hear me again, let me warn you, whenever you defeat the enemy in one area and you think all is well, be careful, it's coming up in another area. He will attack you. But if your mind has been established in the truth, nothing will shake you. Nothing will shake you. If you understand your thoughts, it can bring to you great power. It can bring you great, great relief. It can bring to you great healing. It can bring to you great prosperity. It can bring positive change and peace. But it all starts in your mind. You are what you think you are. You will be what you have established here. You can't go beyond what you're thinking. If you see yourself as a failure, you will fail. You see yourself as succeeding, you'll start making ways and taking steps to be successful. I'm looking forward to those thoughts that bring me peace and prosperity and power and ability. So how do we do that? How? You must make your flesh. Remember, the carnal mind is enmity against God. The flesh mind. How many people have ever been on a diet? I was with Jimmy and Peggy the other night she made me sin. Yeah, you you have to sin a lot. I'm sitting there, I'm doing good. I mean, I have lost some weight and I've been trying to lose weight because I'm trying to get back into fighting form. And she pulled out all these candied pecans and chocolate that she made with all these nuts and things. and. And I started eating it, and she changed my whole course of thinking. I went to her today. I said, you messed me up because now all I want is something sweet. If I drink coffee, now I want some sweet. Instead of dinner, I look at it and it nauseates me. I want candy. (laughs) It's your fault, Peggy. I'm going to leave that on the podcast. I want everybody to know it's Peggy's fault. But where did that happen? If you're on a diet... And you start to fall or succumb to things you don't need. Where, where does it start? You say, Oh, no, it's in my stomach. Oh, no, 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 no. Right here. You go to the refrigerator, what do you do? Huh. Or you pick up the phone and call, like Steve does, because uh, nobody cooks for him. Cardash? Uh, DoorDash. I've never had a DoorDash, so I don't know. Or Uber Eats. Thank you. Thank you. it starts here do you know where not coming to church starts I mean I got out of bed this morning at 5 o'clock and I heard a voice say it's too early to get up I said that must be the devil (laughs) it was my wife but I just like to get up early too early to get up but if it gets into your mind, you won't get up. You'll stay in bed. You know what I'm talking about. You'll just stay there. But when that mind says, I can do all things through Christ, I'm going to make it. I'm going to achieve. So I must make my, my flesh follow the will of my mind. Before the mind can produce... It must first believe in what it sees. This is why it is important how you view things and entertain certain thoughts. You shouldn't entertain anything that you don't want to see come to pass. See, one man can look and he's got a willing mind, willing to see things clearly. One man sees an old car, but Jimmy Gross sees an old car as something else. He sees it as a possibility Of becoming a classic. Are you following me now? It says that willing mind. See one man sees. With his mind scrap metal. And that's the way my forefathers. When they came to America. They dealt in scrap. In garbage. And they took that and did something with it. And sold it. That's the way they made their living. So one man sees scrap metal. Another man with his willing mind. Sees trains, planes and automobiles. They see it differently. Someone sees a plot of land and it's useless. A useless plot of land. I remember going through Florida one time and there was nothing but a wasted area. Where Remember, there was just a swamp. And I said, look at that. And they're trying to sell it. Who in the world would want to buy that swamp land? There's water out there in it. But somebody did, Steve. They took it, put piping in it, and built it up and built a complex on it. The mind, the willing mind. What's useless to you you, may not be useless to someone else because of the way they see it. Here's one man that we talked about last week. One man sees a group of misfits. A group of misfits. But David, King David, with his willing mind saw mighty men of valor. Study it. He saw warriors that would accomplish great exploits. All in the way you see it. Goliath said, I'm going to feed you to the birds. Told David, I'm going to feed you to the birds. But David's mind was, we'll see about that big boy. Because David's mind was willing. His heart was with God. See, I can't pound it into you enough how much willingness, how important that is. To be willing and obedient. Willing and obedient. You must understand today how much we miss, how much you miss, I miss in life. Because we refuse to see things properly in our minds. We just refuse it. The answer to seeing properly is hearing. You have to hear the Holy Spirit. You have to hear what he's saying. And he will bring thoughts into into your life and show you a new dimension. How many people know that's the truth? The Holy Spirit will actually guide you and bring your thoughts into a new dimension. The Spirit will help develop within you the mind of Christ. Let's get some scriptures on that. Ephesians 4, 23, verse 24 in the King James. Ephesians 4, 23 and 24. And he says, and be renewed in the spirit of your mind. Because he knew if your mind stays all locked up in legalism and in the old covenant, you were never going to make it. And I know preachers right now that are all locked up in the old covenant. And the old covenant is gone. It's over. Jesus fulfilled it. He put a period on it. And now we're in the new covenant. What's so hard about that to understand? So people will spend their whole lives teaching on the old covenant when Jesus fulfilled it. It all spoke about him. He said, be renewed in the spirit of your mind and put you on the new man. How can you have a new man without a new mind? Which after God is created in righteousness and true holiness. The mind of God. His mindset. We need His mindset. We need His mind shift. Because when God sees something that's chaotic, He wants to bring peace. When He sees darkness, He wants to bring light. This is what the Lord said to me. Do not fear. Do not fear which you do not know. For I know that which you have no knowledge of. And I am in control of all hidden and visible things. Can I say that again? I want you to catch it. Do not fear, son, which you do not know. For I know that which you have no knowledge of, and I'm in control of all hidden invisible visible things. Success. How many people want success? Success, my friend, is walking in the knowledge of what I just said. This. God is in control. Whether you see it or don't see it, he's still in control. If we understand, or if it be hidden from our eyes... God will direct your path if you have a willing mind. The Bible speaks, this is the way walk ye in it. Well, what if I don't walk in it? You can be in a lot of trouble because you, you choose not to walk in the way the Lord has planned for you. How many people feel that God has a plan for your life? Then why is it so hard to follow it when it comes along and you think that's not what God's saying? he might be guiding you into something very wonderful I asked for something and nobody even knew it I didn't say it to nobody I didn't propagate it I didn't advertise for it but within just a short time people started contacting me about the things that I was thinking about and brought it my way I got the fruit of it already in my hand because my willing mind touched the willingness of God and he He guided my path. So what is it we're missing in life because we refuse to have that willing mind? Would you say to me, "God God will direct my path? If we can still remember what I just said, we can say, or we can not only say, but accomplish anything. Any obstacle, we can overcome anything if we'll remember the things I just said about the willing mind and about God is in control because you see my will is God's will that which he desires will come to pass whatever God desires will come to pass and this is what Jesus said I'll try to close with this verse John 14 verse 10 he said believe thou not that I'm in the father he's talking Jesus is talking you don't think father's in me You don't believe that I am in the Father and the Father in me? The words that I speak unto you, I don't speak of myself. But the Father that dwells in me, he does the works. Believe me that I am in the Father and the Father in me or else believe me for the very work's sake. He said, I want you to see that I am doing the will of the Father. How? Through my actions. What I'm doing. What I will accomplish. Right after this in Luke 22 verse 41. He says, and when he was withdrawn from them about a stone's cast, he's about to be crucified. He's in the garden. And when he was withdrawn from them about a stone's cast, he was going to pray. He kneeled down and prayed, saying, Father, if you be willing. Watch this willing mind now. If you be willing, remove this cup from me. Nevertheless, not my will but thine be done. Not my will, I'm going to have a willing mind to your will. I'm going to do what you want me to do. Watch. Nevertheless, not my will, but thine be done. And there appeared an angel unto him from heaven and strengthened him. When did the angel show up, Floyd? The angel only showed up when (laughs) Jesus said, not my will, but thine be done. I don't care what I'm feeling. I want to know what you're feeling, Father. What do you have need of? So when is the angels going to show up for you? When you say, not my will. I will have a willing mind. And when you do that, angels will show up to minister you. That's what they're for. Ministering spirit.